Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car can use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It's hour number three. We'll talk Pelicans and we will talk Kansas City Chiefs coming up here this hour. Phone lines are open. 800-998-1003 is a way to chime into the conversation if you would like to at ESPN Radio Nola if you want to answer the question of the day. Is there a team you absolutely want to see win? Obviously, we, you know, Saints aren't in there. I get it. So is there anybody else you're rooting for? And is there a team that you absolutely don't want to see win? I'm all in on Bengals. I absolutely want to see that happen. As far as a team I don't want to see win, I don't know if I have one. I guess you could say the Bucks, just because they're in a division, but not really, because if they win and Tom Brady gets it, maybe he leaves. Maybe he comes here. Um. So the more I think about it, I do have one. I think it's one that you want. Now I think about it. It absolutely is the Rams. There's really nothing I really care for the Rams. Head coach. uh. Matter of fact, it absolutely is the Rams 100%. Tell me I'm wrong. Again, New Orleans was third in the ratings Saturday when the Bengals played the Raiders. Third city in the country that had the most viewers. 50% of the TVs in New Orleans. 
had the Bengals and Raiders game on. I think everybody's behind Joe and Jamar Chase. Even Eli Apple, Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson. It's like the Saints of the North. 800-998-1003. Jack, I see you've called, sir. Lead off hour three. How are you? Gus, how you doing? Doing good. Good to hear you back on the radio, man. I thought maybe you'd retired. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like Sean. I've still got a lot left in me, but no, man. If, uh, it was a component that didn't work, if that makes any sense. And that was a interesting time, I'm sure, for everyone to make it work, but it's all good now. We're back. So we're good. Uh, glad y'all are back. Thank you, man. Um, look, Gus, um, I'm not comparing Tom Brady, you know, to, uh, Stafford. However, I think it's pretty simplistic to say one guy has seven rings and the other guy, one other guy has one playoff win. Because uh, I believe I could be wrong that if Tom Brady would have spent twelve years with the with the uh, Lions, I don't think he'd have seven rings. I might be wrong. Mm. You, you just never know, right? Um, I'll say this, Jack. I do think Tom Brady, to win some of those games like he has, you have to give some credit in terms of his mental capability, knows where to go with the football. The guy's incredibly accurate. Still got an amazing arm at his age right now. He's a good quarterback. When he's on, he's a good quarterback. Now I know they won some games where it was low scoring, um, even against the Rams, right, and things of that nature. And they had really good defenses. But I I would argue, really, it's not like in those seven rings and championships. I mean, Randy Moss, like, I'm trying to think of Hall of Famers, right? Like, Montana and the 49ers, they, there was Hall of Famers. You look at a lot of these teams that have won, greatest show on turf, Hall of Famers, all scattered throughout. When I look at his tenure there, there wasn't exactly a ton of Hall of Fame receivers and running back is very similar to kind of what the saints have sort of done. Just really good players that fit that system that, you know, whether it was Wes Welker and, you know, you look at the Ellis Subak and Falk. I mean, it's again, not a hall of famer Patriots hall of famer. Sure. But I'm talking about like NFL hall of fame talent. Um, he had the right guys around him in the right system. And the guy just didn't make mistakes, man. At the end of the day, um, he, I mean, he, he, He's won some games, man. And and, and even in back-and-forth passing situations, I thought last year at Green Bay, he looked incredible in the first half. He made some adjustments in the second half, and he wasn't that sharp. But that dude was on fire in the first half at Green Bay last year. Uh, Gus, I'm, look, Tom Brady is an all-time great. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, had he spent 12 years in Detroit with that team, I think his career might look differently. That's all. I mean, early in his career, they had a great. Yeah, but here's defense. the thing, Jack. But yeah. here's the thing, Jack. Like yeah. that, you say that team. I don't think that team would be that team with them. Does that make right. sense? Like, like Drew Brees helped make the Saints what they were. Right. Like his his greatness elevated the play of the players around him. Does that make sense? I mean, like when you look at those guys. How many other quarterbacks would maybe have had that talent? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of one of those questions that's tough to answer. Is it the system or is it Drew, right? I mean, because you've put in right. Matt Stafford under Sean Payton, 
with the same teams that Drew Brees had from 06 on? Would it be the same? I, I don't know. I, I think when you have a guy like him, who's a all-time Hall of Famer, I think the teams would have looked differently, if that makes sense, Jack. Like, I don't know if it'd be those Lions. Like, maybe some of those other players would have been good. And when you have a guy like that, you win more games, and you can bring in free agents, and ownership spends different. Does that make sense? Like, when, when you have a quarterback that will help you by himself win games, I think it inherently changes your team. So, I don't know if you right. can say Tom Brady with those Lions. I don't think he would have been those lions well i think i think that if you don't have belichick as your coach and a really good organization around you maybe he never gets to be tom brady we will never know that but i'm just you know um um and also the, the guy who was just analyzing he he never mentioned cam Akers at all who i i can't believe it. he had surgery six months ago on, on you know on his achilles tendon and he looked incredible. phenomenal the other night incredible blue is achilles so i think they, <laughs> I, I think achilles. especially if those two offensive if those two offensive linemen don't play out there i think the rams have you know unless, unless stafford you know yep. gives them some, some turnovers which he's inclined to do i think they have a good chance to beat tampa i do too um, i do too is that the and, team that you're rooting uh, against, though? The team I'm rooting against? No, I'm not really. I'm not really rooting against anybody. I, I, I'm not. It. It. it um. I, I just. You know. Just looking at the games, I think. I think the Rams can win. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially. You know. If. 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 Uh, Cam Akers is going to run like that, if they're going to be able to do that, I think they have a good chance. The 49ers. I just think Jimmy G will make a mistake to screw that up. <laughs> um, you know, because when you look at the rest of their team, yeah, you know, um, you know, the, I mean, the Forty Nineers. I'm talking about, you know, um, with Debo and 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 uh, the other wide receiver, uh, A, which is the, anyway, and you know, they didn't mention the tight end. They didn't get him the ball at all the other day. Um, they're all pro tight end. San Francisco's, you know, uh, you know, how, gosh, you know, what I'm talking about. How did, they have an all pro tight end. For, for the 49ers? Yeah. <clears throat> Kittle. George Kittle. Kittle, yeah. yeah. They, sorry, they didn't water. get him the ball the other day. Right? No, that's fine. No, sorry. No, they got a lot of weapons, and their defense is pretty good if, if those guys are healthy. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be an interesting weekend of playoffs. Yeah, I um, hope I, I hope but, all uh, four games are, you know, are, are close and, and fun and tight, you know? But and Gus, um, as far as the Bengals go, I think at some point that offensive line is going to cost them. I don't know if it's going to yeah. be this week. You know, he, he's taken almost sixty sacks this year. I, I'm worried about his health. <laughs> so anyway, but, it's been uh, incredible. Yeah, um, like I said, what, what he's had to be, go through, right? No doubt. Well, Gus, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Have a good afternoon. For sure. Take care. Lee, thanks for calling, man. How are you? Hey, guys, man. Look, I, I'm compelled to call again because mm-hmm. I'm so sick of the Sean Payton. Every, every year we go through this every year. Sean Payton going here. Gone, Sean Payton going here. What none of these people realize is is two things. In order for a trade to happen, you gotta you got to have a team willing to trade and a team willing to make a trade, uh, willing you know, offer for a trade. That's number one. Same, number one, the Saints ain't willing. I mean, you gotta you gotta make 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 it something so attractive to the to where the Saints would even pick up the phone. 
And to me, it starts with five first-round draft picks. So if that sounds absurd, imagine how absurd it sounds trading trading uh, the, the the most winningest coach in the history of the team and one of the top winningest coaches in the last decade. You don't just they don't grow on trees and you don't just trade them. So no, you gotta you gotta make it, the Saints gotta have to have something attractive in return. Number two, and then Sean Payton, you will hope they can hear him say in it. He's like, well, shoot, if, I, if I'm not coaching here, I don't want to go coach anywhere else. Because anywhere y'all trade me to, I'm going to be hamstrung for the first five, six years without a first-round draft pick. Because I know you're not trading me for less than five first-rounders. I already know that. And if I'm making low ones, I'm not coming out there. Bottom line, you want you want me to get rid of my, my most winningest coach and probably my bestest buddy and also some my partner in crime since I've been here? No. No, it's going to have to take something astronomical for that to happen. And the people who've been writing the article, I think they've been hanging out with Scotty Pippen, smoking whatever he's been smoking, thinking that he, he's anywhere near the town I love with Michael Jordan was. That dude is nuts, man. I, I mean, come on, dude. Come on. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I'm at with this whole thing, man. The thing, you got to get them to pick up the phone to trade Sean Payton. As a matter of fact, before his contract went out, they're probably going to open another extension next year that's going to extend him to 2030. I mean, yeah. what would you do? <clears throat> Say that again? You don't just, you don't just give up. You don't give up a winning coach like that. And, and the, the power that he has with this team, in this organization, he's making the team in his image. I'm, I'm not saying it, and I'm not saying it to make, to give him a big head. No, he's earned that. He's earned that. He's earned the trust of the organization. He's earned the trust of the city. Man, it, I'm telling you, who that nation will go, will go nuts if they gave Sean Payton away for anything less than a half a decade of first round draft picks. I'm, that, that's my, my point. Some people say, you can't offer anything to Sean Payton. But I'm saying, look, I at least listen to stuff that talk about giving me up your next uh, five seasons worth of uh, first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. I'll listen then, but but still might not come out with a deal because I'm thinking that's just gonna bring me to the table. That ain't gonna close the deal. That's just gonna bring me to the table. So no, nobody has anything to offer us that would get us off the strong page. No, nothing, nothing. The dude has football. He's a football genius. <laughs> he's an offensive. He's an offensive Lee. genius. You Lee. don't just give those up, guys. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be okay, Lee. I promise. He's he's not yeah. going. He's not going. I'd be shocked. Look, man, you can sit right in here, and I'll give you all three hours to go off. If it, ha- I, I just, I, I, I think there's no reason to get the blood pressure high. I, I think you're fine. The fact the Saints yesterday or whatever it was Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, Tuesday tweeted 16 years ago to the day Sean Payton hires the Saints head coach. And they're posting photos of him with Tom Benson. And I, I just never say never, but I just don't see it. Like it would be beyond shocking to me, you know, um, because they're not trading him. They won't let that happen. And I no. think the relationship that they have, Lee, in that building would be one where Sean would take, would, would tell Mickey and Gail Benson, Look, I think my time has come, and I don't think they would fight him over it. You know, I think they've earned enough um, relationship time that 
you know, it, it would be okay. Well, if that's the case, well, this is what has to go. And, you know, then if you want to go now, then with trade, it could help the organization and things of that nature. I, I, you know, but again, it, it is interesting because I did see that. And then somebody posted, well, you know what? But if Sean's getting traded to that team, then he's not going to want to deplete it if he's going to want to win there. So I just, man, there's just so many things that I, I just don't, I don't see for a while. I, I just, I don't see for a while. So it's all good, Lee. I, I'd be shocked. I'm not saying it right. can't happen, but I'm not, Right. I, I'm not even at all. I got to get to Christian Clark though, because I mean, I, I got to ask him, is it a big deal or not that Zion's training with somebody else? So we'll, uh, we'll talk to him next on the sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Alario Center in West Wego. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Alario Center in West Wego to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes, and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. What would you say you do? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Pelicans taking on the Knicks tonight, 630. Right here on ESPN New Orleans. Joining us. Covers the Pelicans for the Big Union Advocate, Mr. Christian Clark, a.k.a. The Assassin. Hello, Christian. How are you? Oh, man. Uh, That was... I don't. I don't view myself like that. That's yeah. how you view me. No, no, I don't. Apparently, per the comments on your latest story, the the, the hit piece, you're the assassin. I mean, I I don't know how. I mean, you're you're here to to do hit pieces. I that's kind of remarkable to me, considering that part of journalism is reporting things that some people may find interesting. And I think the fact that Zion's working with a personal trainer who was fired by LSU less than two months doesn't employed by the team that's interesting to me that's all but but you're an assassin and you say so you're out to do a hit piece why are you out to hurt zion christian yeah i mean i guess i've you know the past two weeks or so just just trying to gather more information of hey uh you know what's going on like this guy is on the opposite side of the country um you know he was 
pretty unresponsive, uncommunicative to the, the team and his teammates over the summertime. It, it seems like, you know, this is kind of happening again. So, so what's going on? Um, and it seems, you know, from what I've been able to gather, uh, he's up in Oregon where, where Nike's headquarters are located. Um, he's kind of working with his own guy, a um, guy by the name of Jasper Bibbs, who was at LSU for only two months. Uh, he was hired in July. He was fired in August without cause. He got $75,000 to go away. Um, and, yeah, that's what I reported yesterday. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting and, uh, and newsworthy, and I'm in the news for stuff. <laughs> you are. And I, what I find interesting is, is this, and, Christian, I said at the top of the hour, I, I think on any other normal situation, and I and feel free to come up with a doctor. I, I, I said, like, people really wouldn't care whether it's rehabbing with Dr. Seuss, Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, Dr. Whoever. Um, it wouldn't be, I think, of an issue. I, I think Pels fans, I would be, just get healthy already, for crying out loud, and get on the court. Like, I don't care where he's at and what he's doing if there is another context to it. And and that's what I'm getting at when I started the show off with this was, you know, if I'm a Pels fan, I'm sitting here going, did, did, didn't they invest like a million dollars to add to the facility for a medical thing? Didn't they go get Aaron Nelson, who was supposedly the top? Like, why, why are you not rehabbing here? And then guys are employed by your team. I don't know many people that would entrust their quote-unquote franchise star player with someone that doesn't work for them. I, I just, I, It's just a little baffling to me. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a pretty fair point. Look, I think I think this happens in the NBA. Like, I wouldn't say it happens often, but like the, the star players oftentimes have their own guys. You know, whether it's their own dietitian, right. like AD did, AD did. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like this is this is a thing that happens. But yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, for for Zion, the last time he spoke to the local media was at media day in September. He said, "I'd be back for the regular season opener." He hasn't played. It still seems like he's pretty far away from playing. You know, the fact that, that he's thousands of miles away, not really working with any of the, the people on the Pelicans strength and conditioning team. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. And you're right. that I mean, you know, when David Griffin was hired in 2019, one of the first things he did, one of the splashiest things he did was hire Aaron Nelson away from the Phoenix Suns, you know, a guy who's very well regarded in, I think, the the, the athletic training community. And I think if you just look at, like, the number of games missed for teams Aaron Nelson has worked with, you know, those teams always rank pretty high in fewest games missed. Like it's pretty hard to to argue with the guy's track record. He has an yeah. impressive track record. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, look at some of the players that have missed time the injury this year, right? Whether it's Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram and such of that nature, they've gotten back relatively quick. Um, you know, I, and again, it, it's context. And I think sometimes optics, you know, matter as well. Again, Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Who, it doesn't matter. A guy has been fired less than two. You just kind of wonder why. Now I saw in your comments, somebody posted a tweet from Donovan Mitchell that in the five years he worked with the Jazz, he was good. So again, I don't know that he's not good or he's not bad. I don't know because we don't know why he got fired from LSU in your, in, in your reporting. You know, you couldn't find that out. So Again, it's just optics. It's just, it's kind of like one of those things that just, I keep saying when I, when I view this organization, it's sort of like they need like a professional crisis management PR firm because Christian, it, it, 
I think they can do better. They can get ahead of things, and sometimes they just don't help themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think ever since Media Day, which I mean, you know, David Griffin said uh, we're totally in lockstep with Zion and his rehab over the summer, which uh, I, I'm not so sure was the case. Um, I think I think the Pelicans have been pretty transparent ever since then. Like they've they've given the local media updates. Like I think they've tried to be about as transparent as they can. Um, you know, I kind of dinged them in a little bit of my story for saying that. He's going to be under their supervision while he was in Oregon. I think supervision was doing quite a bit of a work there. Um, but, you know, honestly, I think they had been pretty transparent. I Honestly, I think they've kind of just lost control of the situation to me. I mean, like, this is, to me, I mean, how I view this is a superstar just kind of doing what he wants. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, like, what happens from here. I mean, I, right. I think, you know, you just hope, like, Zion gets right and can get back on the court. That's what we all want to see. Yeah, it's kind of how I view it. Uh, when they said four to six weeks, it was two, three weeks before the All-Star break, Christian. And I said, look, I'm going to give you even three after that. But I, I, I'm at the point where you would, I, I would, I need a lot of answers in, in a presser where I can ask some questions. If the Friday after the All-Star weekend is the first game out of the, the final 23, if that guy can't play, then there was either a serious misdiagnosis, lack of rehabbing, or lying. I mean, because there's no there's no reason he shouldn't be. Because I mean, what were we having? Soreness. I mean, I, I just I, I I'm at a loss, dude. I'm at a like I better see him Friday after the All Star game. Yeah, I mean, the, the, for per the Pell's latest update, um, they essentially said, "Hey, look, like." There was this regression in the bone healing of the fifth metatarsal they broke. So that was really the first time they said publicly, like, hey, look, the, this regressed, this injury he had. And in four to six weeks, he's going to have another round of medical imaging. And that will determine if he can truly ramp up the play again. Well, as far as we know, uh, he hasn't had that next round of medical imaging. So I think, you know, I expect that to happen in the next few weeks there. Mm-hmm. I think the results of that are, are going to be pretty telling and, and give us a good picture, good clear picture of, hey, can this guy really get back on the court again this season, or, or can he not? And, man, I mean, if you're the Pelicans, I think you kind of, I mean, if he's healthy, you want to see him back in the court because this offseason you're going to have to offer him, a, a, you know, a big deal worth like north of $180 million, you know, over a bunch of years. So I, I think you want to see him on the court if he's healthy. Speaking with Christian Clark, covers the Pelicans at Clark underscore 13. I have to change the header dough to the assassin. I'm kidding. I'm having fun with you, Christian, because I'm on your <laughs> back. I got your back. Um, here's the thing. Along those lines, and I actually want to talk about the guys that I have to take to the court tonight and try to snap this road streak here. Um, in your mind, is there any, like, is there any way this team doesn't offer the, the extension this summer? Or do you think they pause at all? Oh man, I mean, I think if, I mean, we're just strictly speaking in hypotheticals. Sure. That. Clear, I'm not clear. I'm not reporting anything. But no, like, no, I mean, no. Right. If Zion came to them and was like, "I want to be traded," then like they would look for a trade. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really see any scenario where they don't. They kind of have to because the thing is, when Zion's been in the court, he's been incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been like a historically great player for 20, 21 years old when he's played. I mean, just the problem is he's only played in 85 games and missed 103. But, I mean, I think you got to come to him with as much and as many years as you can offer him probably. Okay. Um, yeah, it's almost like you have to do it just to see where he's at. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, look, I mean, in my mind, I absolutely have pause. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be the guy that you want it to be? Um, but I almost have to publicly say I am offering this to see if he says no. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, as far as the team goes, man, rough, rough road trip, hadn't it? I, I had a little better hopes. I thought maybe two and one. I thought the Nets would be tough. I thought you could maybe go get Boston the first half sure look like it. And now it's turned into, Christian, you can't lose this one tonight. Yeah, it, it has been a tough road trip. I mean, the, the Nets game was the first one in a while where they just didn't come out with a whole lot of energy. Um, you know, they, they played pretty well that, that first half in Boston. And in the second half, I mean, really the final three quarters, I guess, the, the offense just really, really dried up. And, and Boston is a pretty good defensive team, um, but – no, it's, it's just some really bad offense from from New Orleans, and I think you know in that game, I think the team's biggest weakness, guard play. You know, you, you saw you saw some of that, um, but yeah, they they kind of do need to get this one. I mean, they've just really struggled on the road this year too. They're they're six and seventeen, I believe. They've lost five straight on the road, so right. yeah, having some issues away from Smoothie King Center is uh, you know a lot of young teams do. Yeah. What do you think happens tonight? Ooh, come on, um, come on, I like, I like the Pelicans to win. I like the Pelicans to win. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, you know, uh, very sunny about this team, as mm-hmm. many people are saying. So, you know, those, primar- that might be my red and blue tinted colored glasses. <laughs> well, I primarily want it because I'd like to hear the Knicks boo. <laughs> Apparently, they're booing Julius Randle off the court to where he got fined for you know doing hand gestures. I think all he did was a thumbs down. They fined him for that. Like that's incredible to me. Well, haven't there been two of two different New York professional sports franchises uh, players have booed the fans? Right, yes. that happened with the Mets too. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I, I would like a nice, you know, twenty-two point lead at some point, and and just cascading from MSG's rafters and seats. <laughs> just boo. <laughs> I just, it'd be nice to see, you know. That as well. You know, um, I do have like 30 seconds. So I got, how nice is it to see the Lakers in shambles? Have you, have you noticed that? <laughs> I oh, mean, man. my so I watched, goodness. I watched that, I watched that Nuggets Clippers game last night. Yeah. And then I flipped it over the Lakers game right after. I was like, oh, they're losing now. And I oh. watched the end and then they, oh. they went to the post game show and James Worthy was like slumped over. Like he'd just seen a car accident or something. Dude, I was going to play the sound. I ran out of time. Uh, Le- LeBron's. <laughs> Now LeBron don't want to offer an opinion. He's asked about Vogel status. Man, this is what I keep saying when it came to 80s. To what is your legacy really going to be? No one even talks about him winning the championship. They benched Russell Westbrook. I mean, I'm like, no, thank you. No, good. But, you know, there's some Pels fans that are probably smiling, Christian, and that makes them happy. Saints are out the playoffs. Pels haven't won in a little bit. Whatever makes them happy. So I had to bring it up, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I hope we hear some booze in New York tonight, though. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> At C Clark underscore 13 is the way to follow Christian Clark over on Twitter. Thanks for your time today, bud. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it as always. Quick break. We come back. Let's talk about another team that's in the playoffs as we have looked at the Rams. We've looked at the 49ers as well. And now it's time to look at the Chiefs. Jeff Padalock joins us next on ESPN New Orleans. I reached out to touch you the morning light disarms you won't you let me in 
The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. And with helpful representatives just to call away, it's easy to understand why Pi is rated excellent by customers on Trustpilot. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or go to saveonpi.com. That's saveonpie.com. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. You're on for Pelicans basketball. Our thanks to Christian Clark. Tonight, 6.30, Pels and Nick. 6 o'clock pregame right here on your home for Pels hoops. Jeff Podolak joins us now, covers the Chiefs for It Sports Magazine. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Doing good, man. Um, interesting season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we get to the postseason, I kind of want to just quickly recap that regular season where I kind of felt like everyone nationally was, hey, it, you know, this isn't a good team. The defense is terrible. It seemed like to be a topic most of the weeks. And then all they did was go in eight straight, lose to the Bengals, and then finish the season with the road win at Denver before going to the playoffs. How would you recap 2021 regular season. Well, you saw them start. They started out so so slow and so under under weather defensively. It was definitely a a really big disappointment to start out. But they did come back strong. When they did, you saw the team of old. You saw a team that came back strong offensively. And then they finally came back to a point where they could come back and be effective. And once they were, you saw them come back and really, really get out out in, in the field and be effective and be a team to be reckoned with. Right. Um, what has changed, I guess? Well, on both sides of the football, I guess start with offense and then go to defense. What was it that clicked eventually in this team winning eight straight? Was it just the the obvious like better execution, 
did some players get healthy? Did some moves take place? What what happened to get to where you won eight straight? I think defensively it clicked because and before you you had their defense where it seemed like they they just didn't didn't care as much where they could, they could just have points racked up on them, yards racked up on them, and they, it didn't matter because it, it was just outscore their opponents. But then once they, once they realized that they weren't going to be able to do that, the defense had to come along. And once it did, they really came along. I think one of the things that you look at in this matchup here as well, the Bills a year ago in that AFC Championship game, 38-24, and then they play in the regular season here, 38-20, to Buffalo going to Kansas City and winning in that game. What do you remember from that meeting earlier in the regular season? Again, what I remember is defense coming along, and I think that was really the calling card that the Chiefs shown that the Chiefs shown then, and will have to show again because now you have Buffalo as a number one defense in the league. The, the, the big question is going to be is, is if the Chiefs can rise again and win a turnover battle come Sunday. Is that what if you they're think? able to? Uh-huh. Go ahead. I was going to say, is that what you think the key is on Sunday? Turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. If they're able to win the turnover battle, they should be able to win the game. Be interesting to see um, these two teams kind of go at it here as well. A lot of people believe whoever wins this game wins the AFC. Do you think that's the case, even though there's another game to go? If KC wins it, yeah. As much as I've as as not to not to devalue Tennessee, Cincinnati, I completely agree. One of the things that uh, I guess will be interesting to sort of see in this game here as well is if anybody steps up on the defensive side, is there a guy on KC's defense you think that will be key on uh, the game on Sunday night? I look at Teron Matthew. I mean, there's a guy who's been back there the whole time, and he, but he's definitely going to be a leader, and somebody's been there before and on the Super Bowl winning team. But I definitely look at Teron Matthew and his first performance as somebody who, who can, who's going to set the pace for the whole game. Final thing for you, um, who do you think wins on Sunday? I look at Kansas City by 10. Ooh, all right. Jeff Padalock, 10-point win by the Chiefs. Appreciate the time, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the game. Yep, for sure. Looking forward to seeing that coming up here. Later on on the weekends, the final game of the four games that will be played this weekend in the NFL. One of the things that uh, I guess nationally, again, a lot of people are looking at this game and other games as to why you will um, pick one way or the other. I, I, I think the quarterbacks really stand out. I, me, I personally would love to see it just go back and forth offensively. I think it'd be fun. Just me. I think it'd be fun. Here's Josh Allen uh, back over the win against New England a little bit ago. Again, we didn't have a show first two days of the week, so 
kind of have some stuff from after the game and his thoughts on getting that win. Um, obviously, we know this team pretty well. It's the third time we've played them. Uh, that's 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 a good team we just played. Um, and the way we came out and executed was good to see. But I think it just kind of goes back to the last week of practice that we had. Guys were dialed in. Uh, we practiced hard. We put together a really good game plan. Dable, um, Dable lit it up, just the play calling. And our guys went out there and made some plays. You see Motor catch a check down and drag two or three guys and get first downs. Gabe Davis makes an unbelievable catch across his body. Dawson Knox there late and then getting Tommy Doyle a touchdown. That was, that was pretty fun. So guys were locked in. We had a lot of different play calls tonight. Um, but at the end of the day, we went out there and executed. I don't know. I, you heard me mention it a little bit earlier, but it's almost like um, Buffalo had that little chip, that chip on the shoulder, don't they? Of them trying to, I, don't, I wouldn't say even revenge. I, I would just say something sort of like they didn't forget. I don't know. Elephant memory, whatever. I just, that, that was a message beating of the Patriots, Right. And you heard going into that game in Kansas City that they hadn't forgotten about the AFC Championship game. And they wouldn't enjoy that victory. It would not surprise me if Buffalo wins um, on this one. This matchup. Yeah, just me. Here's Damian Woody. His thoughts on the Chiefs and Bills. This is a heavyweight bout right here. Two teams, very talented on both sides of the ball. Two elite quarterbacks. Skill position players are littered all over the field. And I think from the Chiefs' perspective, they got to contain Josh Allen. Josh Allen might be the most special quarterback in the National Football League, both with his arm and using his legs. They design runs for Josh Allen. And so when he gets outside the pocket, man, he makes special things happen. So containing Josh Allen in the pocket, to me, is going to be paramount for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. So, I do think it's, you know, the quarterbacks are going to be the key. Who steps up on the defensive side? Right? Could Tyron Matthew be that guy on the defensive side for Kansas City? And for Buffalo, who steps up and makes a big play or two? I, obviously, I think when it comes to turnovers, that, that's an issue. Whoever has the least. I mean, you can always say that, right? Um, but quarterbacks, man, it's all about the having a guy that you – you trust more than anybody else. Harry Douglas was saying, you know what? Out of all of the quarterbacks playing in the postseason, taking uh, Aaron Rodgers. If there's one quarterback I wish I would have played with in my career, you want to know who that one guy is? I'm guessing. Aaron Rodgers. And it's no knock on the guys that I played with because Matt Ryan was tremendous. Uh, Mariota was tremendous. I played with those guys. But I'm just saying, like, if I had an opportunity, hey, Harry, who do you want to play with? One year. I'm choosing Aaron Rodgers over everybody. Indeed, choosing Aaron Rodgers over everybody. Jimmy, what you got for us tonight, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Hey, real quick, uh-huh. uh, I'd give a quick plug to the UNO basketball game hosting uh, Southeastern tonight. Big game in Gentilly at Lakefront. Hopefully people come out. I want to get your take on uh, this rumor that Jameis Winston is being courted by uh, the Steelers or that the Steelers really want him. I'm mm-hmm. hearing that online. and mm-hmm. um, I mean, a replacement for Big Ben. I mean, he is a free agent, so I know a lot of Saints fans have high hopes that he'll come back. But if he gets $12 million a year somewhere else, uh, do you see the Saints uh, matching that or offering more? Well, I, I think it, it, he's being mentioned in a couple of reports as one of the guys that maybe the Steelers should look for. And I have mentioned this. He is a, he is a free agent. 
he has to want to come here as well. And I, I think it is going to be interesting to see how the Saints, and again, we don't know that that hasn't been done already and talked about. Right? In terms of, hey, we expressed, look, get healthy, we want you, or him express, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking and stuff. But you're right, Jimmy. All it takes is one team to fall in love with that player more than you fall that more that you love, in terms of financial capability and stability. What Jeff Duncan said earlier in the show is is just true. I mean, it, you're not going to win a championship with an elite quarterback. So if you're if you're going to start with him and go with him, you have to ask yourself: Do you think he's capable of being an elite quarterback? Or at least good enough to where you find said elite quarterback. And you don't know. And it's not like they come with labels. There's hope. There's promise. There's the Kuipers and McShays and others, you know, giving their opinions as to who they think will be good or not. But did anybody have Patrick Mahomes while he was at Texas Tech be the player where Literally, when they refer to him the last couple of seasons, he's Hall of Famer Pat Mahomes because he's played so well. MVP of the regular season, Super Bowl. Did everybody see that? You just don't know. Aaron Rodgers, who sat in the back green room waiting for somebody to pick him and had to sit and wait for Brett Favre. Did we? Did, did many people feel he'd be where he is now? You just don't know. Um, and it comes down to the belief and the organization. Do they trust a guy like Jamison? I, I, I think he comes back. And if the money is close to other teams and franchises, I think he's comfortable with the situation here and he would be here. My opinion. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. My friends, it's Dana DeFran Frilo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, site-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavaloom, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavaloom. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 
3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You know what? It's cold and dreary and it's going to get cold. As the night goes on, temps will be dropping. Um, a little wintry mix tomorrow morning. Wintry mix possible. Even down there by you, buddy. So keep an eye out there. You know what that means? A little, little extra time, roads, you never know. But a little wintry mix, early morning hours perhaps. Keep an eye on the weather and check out. So it's going to be cold. I think Saturday could be some freezing temps in and around. So just keep in mind, you know. Pets, plants, pipes, you know how it works. But because of that, because the Saints are not in, because people on Twitter are reminding us that it's the three-year anniversary of the Nolan O'Call, I just want to brighten your mood. And to me, nothing brightens people's moods more than the misery of the Lakers. At least it does for me, and it does because I could always... Text Travis, member of the King's Court. I I enjoyed this morning. Really did. Making the lunch and stuff. I got the TV on, ready to go. Uh, and now, by the way, I meant to tell this to uh, to Jordan. It's no longer, get up! They, they removed the exclamation mark. The Dan Leopardard show took a photo of the new set. I didn't notice it. They said they snuck it right from underneath our eyes. He's right. They took away the exclamation mark. Now it's just, get up. Completely different. Completely different. It's almost like I'm trying to get my wife and my son up who are not morning people. Me? Eyes open. I'm off and running. This same energy. Trust me. It's been an issue with the house. My wife. It's 10. It's, you know, why? Why are you so, why is it 7 o'clock on a Saturday? Stop. I'm like, no, let's go to the gym. Let's go. Groceries. Um, but yes. This morning on, get up. They, uh, they, there it is. Pacers 111, Lakers 104. Who should take the blame for the Lakers season so far? 22 and 23, eighth in the West. They've lost four of their last five. Then they go to Jay Williams. Russell Westbrook benched down the stretch and Lakers lost last night. Vogel on the benching. Hmm. All of that. You want to, you, you know what? Let's hear. Let's hear. Why, why did you bench? Russell Westbrook, who, by the way, the tweets about him the last several games were no turnovers. Like, he's been playing well. But, you know, if they lose, it's somebody's fault. And now the coach benches. Russ Westbrook. Frank, you um, opted to go uh, with Russ on the bench at the end of the game. What were you what, 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 were, what were you looking for there? What was the thinking behind that behind that choice? Yeah, playing the guys I thought were going to win the game. Oh, <laughs> Russ can't help me win the game. So, of course, LeBoo was asked after the game, how does he think Russell Westbrook handled that? How was Russ after the game? Is that the sort of thing that bothers him? Um, 
you follow Russ throughout his career? Okay. Have you followed Russ throughout this season? Yeah. Now, would you think that would bother Russ not being in the late game? Okay. Great answer. Yes, poor LeBoo. Things just aren't going according to plan. Poor Tra- you know, Travis has been quiet. Um, well, we had some issues getting on the air today, but buddy, the phone lines are working, right? The- Making sure. I just want to make sure that if Travis wants to call in, that it's free. I, I, it's always open for you, Travis, if you need to talk. Here's LeBou on uh, Frank Vogel in the question. I'm not in that business of, of uh, pointing fingers or, or pointing blame or trying to uh, put a quote at the end or at the start of somebody's uh, someone's commentator of what they feel, you know, our coach staff or, or Frank is or where Russ is or where I'm at or eighty. Um, if it's not positive for me, I, I'm, it's not my it's not my lane. I'm not a, I'm not a negative person. If you got something to, to ask me besides trying to on somebody, I answer those. Ooh, I'm not here to bleep on somebody. That's y'all's job. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The Lakers have reached that point. It's all it's the dirty media. It's the media's fault. The expectation level. The pressure. And you heard me say it at the time when eighty. Sometimes the grass looks greener, and maybe it is, because it grows season long, almost like here in Louisiana, we pretty much always have green grass. I man, I it's it's part of my explanation with Sean. I was telling Jordan this, and I've touched on it yesterday. And I can get into it a little bit more. I'm down to about a minute. He goes to Dallas and he wins. He's going to have to win three, at least, right? It was Jimmy Johnson. Like, you're not even the best coach there or the most winningest coach there, the winningest coach in Dallas Cowboy history. Just just another coach that he brought it. Anything short of multiple championships. All right, so he won one. I'm just telling you that's what it's going to be. I'm just telling you. Because you're going somewhere that has history. Like, I, I know no one wants to bring this up. No one's remembering LeBron as a Laker. Right? They're not. AD. There's no legacy. You're not, you're not past Kobe. Shaq, even. I mean, you're just not. Here? If you'd have won here, Sean, who's won here, they are the standard. That makes sense? Others have to pass them, so. Anyway, I say it's time to go. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. Friday's edition of the Sports Hangover. Looking forward to it. I promise you we'll have fun tomorrow. We'll do the playoff games team versus team via fan song. Should be fun. See you tomorrow. Matt Muscona next on ESPN New Orleans.